Welcome to They That Hope with Father Dave and Deacon Bob, seeing humor and hope in a crazy world. And I'm Deacon Bob. And you're dressed crazy. You know, if people I'm don't not dress watch crazy, I'm dr- look, Chelsea, baby. Oh, oh, it's like gl- it's like glittering. And you can see in the background where in the world is Bob Rice, right? Uh, behind me oh, is yeah. the London Eye. Do you know what the London Eye is? Yeah, it's behind you. Um, you know, for people. <laughs> no, it's who, a big. So, for those that can't watch and aren't as sarcastic as Dave, it's like the London Eye is this massive. What do they call those things? It's not a merry-go-round. Merry-go-round. No, no it's, it's a not. Ferris wheel. It's a, it's Ferris, a Ferris wheel. wheel. It's a Ferris wheel. Apparently, it takes a That's half hour to go around. Have you done it? I wanted to, but my daughter is scared of heights. Though I was very proud of her, I took her to London Bridge, and she somewhat made it. Well, that's good. That's good. Okay, um, your shirt looks like it's blinking, like it has batteries. So for the people who don't watch, you're not missing anything, okay? No, you're missing everything. If you, if you can't see the eye rolls that Dave gives me throughout this podcast, you're missing about half the narrative of what's really going on with the podcast. But yeah, I am in London. Uh, those of you that listen to the show for a bit know I... One of the best things I get to do as a dad is um, every three years, 6, 9, 12, and 15, I take my kids on a trip. I use the miles that I get from my other trips that I do, and I push them towards flights. So to be, technically, I do, for the boys, I do 6, 9, and 12, and for the girls, I do 6, 9, and 15. My wife does the 12. And so this is my daughter Maria's... 15th trip she's a we're less than a month away from her birthday so we we're cutting it really really close but um she wanted to go to london she loves theater we'll talk about that more in the second section and uh uh it's just fun to be in london i really love london it's it's like america with an accent well you studied there you spent quite a few time studying there didn't you yeah, there was a number of years I got my PhD out in Liverpool, actually. But you always fly in and out of London, and um, London's just a great place to be. So, I mean, the museums are amazing. The theater is amazing. The soccer, go Chelsea, uh, is amazing. The beer is warm. I, yeah, I don't know. I've been in London a couple of times. It's it's all right. You know, whatever. What? But, yeah, but, if, you, but if you know what? it like you do, Stop. it's probably no, more no. fun. No, no, stop. Don't be like it's all right. <laughs> What is your favorite? Let me guess. Vienna, that's your favorite European city. I think you said that last podcast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've actually spent any time in Vienna. Yeah, but there are other really beautiful cities too. I mean, Budapest is a beautiful city. Um, Budapest. Budapest. Everybody knows this now. They watch Black Widow. I was just in New York and. It's you know it's funny because you're you're from Chicago so you probably feel comfortable in Chicago. Chicago totally intimidates me, but New York, yeah, I like New York. It's easy to get around. Even though you've like, haven't you lost numerous children of your nephews in New York? You know, numerous is such a gross exaggeration. I don't okay. even know what to make of that. But okay. I have lost. Well, one. It only takes one, really. But I have lost one. Bob, Bob and I, as we were preparing for this, we were saying this is going to be our shortest podcast ever because there's really no reason to have any hope. No, because the Buccaneers just lost. I got out of a play. I'm five hours later. Oh, okay, wait. Let's even go to the bigger issue, okay? This is the unfairness of life. So if you listen yes, to last week's podcast, so Father Dave 
was like, I get to turn the clocks back twice, you know, because he was in Europe when they turned the clock back, and then he's in America when they turn the clock back. Well, then I realized, like, this is the weekend that they turn, so I don't get to turn the clock back at all. Like, not at all. And this is karma, not that we believe in karma, but if we did, this is a perfect example of karma. Dave gets the yin, and I get the yang. You want some cheese with your wine? Okay, so here's the funny thing, though. I've not been feeling great. You might be able to I tell me. I want to go on a voice. ambulance. How, how many other lame in, jokes can we say? And the fact that I'm going to be co- <coughs> coughing through this. So I went to bed last night at 9 o'clock. It was 10 o'clock, but it was 9 o'clock because you change your clocks. So I woke up at like 4.20 this morning. So I didn't exactly get all of the benefit that the extra hour would have availed me to, but... I thought that they were going to change that, but apparently it's this big debate in Congress and Senate on whether or not we should have daylight savings and all that kind of thing. I don't know. No, I think we're saving. Wait, are we saving? We're not saving daylight anymore. No, it would be we would stay stay on what we were. This is what it should be without saving. No, that is what it should be. I don't know. I I don't know. But as we were saying, your team lost. My team lost everybody. Yeah, no, let's just take a moment for the Buccaneers. So I just want to let people know Baker Mayfield is playing great. I know everybody's worried about this. 250 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. We lost, I think, 37 to 39. So we put 37 points up. So that's, you can't ask for an offense to do more than that. But man, the Texans, CJ Stroud broke the rookie record for the most yards. He did five touchdown passes and I think over 450 yards, um, which is absolutely insane. So if you played him on your fantasy team, congrats. Um, Yeah, I could ask them to win, though. Yeah, I know. So so the Texans won, but the Bucs lost. And we're now three and five. We're sitting third in the NFC South, which is considerably maybe the worst division in football. Um, But let's talk about something more exciting. Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame lost to Clemson. <coughs> we're just kind of asking what happened to Clemson last week, and here we are. I know, I know. Was it's it close? Just, it was nine points. I mean, in the beginning of the game, they were inside. The, I think the red zone three times and got field goals each time. You can't, you can't win games like that. So, yeah. So all all hope is lost. There's really no reason to follow sports ever again. Yeah. That sounds um, great. The, Diamond, the Diamondbacks lost this, in the World Series to the Rangers. Congratulations Although, to the Texas Rangers. Congratulations yeah, to my good, our, our mutual friend Steve Angrisano, who is yeah. a season ticket holder for the Texans. I was very excited for him. Sorry for Diamondback fans. I didn't realize this was the first time the Texas Rangers won yeah. the World Series. Yeah. Yeah, no, I in Texas is actually a team I can get behind. They've got a lot of good players. Yeah. They're not arrogant. They just play the game. I it wasn't it wasn't this big deal. So Yeah. It was good. But now there's no baseball, so it's kind of life is empty. Yes. Thank thank you, yeah. Lord. We'll have yeah. more interesting yeah. podcasts. Um apparently the the Houston Texans are now the only professional team in Texas to not win their championship. I don't know if they counted Major League Soccer. I'll need to look into that. Probably not, because you're talking serious sports. Yeah, true. But they've won. Everybody's won a Super Bowl, except for the Texans. Uh, everyone's won a World Series. 
What? Uh, everyone's won a, uh, a basketball. Is the Rockets one? Yeah, the Rockets, I think, won at one time. Probably with Akeem Olajuwon, didn't Akai, they? Akeem Olajuwon, Akeem Olajuwon was with him? Yeah. Certainly the Spurs did. Oh, my goodness. Have you seen highlights from Victor yeah, Wembiana? He's a stud. He's a stud. So for those of you listening, Victor Wembiana is a French player. Which is probably nobody four, anymore. I think. I think you probably have heard his name. Uh, drafted to the San Antonio Spurs. Freak from, of nature. From France. Freak of nature. I mean... Not only, I mean, there's there's always been like tall people in the NBA, but like the the way he moves, the way he shoots, is scary good. He actually just beat your sons uh, in an incredible match. I mean, he yeah. S U N S, not S O N S. That's true. Yes. No, I saw that he had a great game. I also watched on the flight home. Did we talk about the documentaries I watched? Oh my gosh, we're not going to talk about Blackberry, are we again? No, uh, Kobe. Oh, 81. that's more interesting. It's really good. Watch it on your flight home. Okay. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. Somebody was telling me, and maybe it was you, to watch The Captain, the Derek Jeter documentary. Yeah, that's, have the, you seen that's that? good too. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Of course, of course I have. Oh, well, I just didn't know. I, I didn't know. If, I didn't think you were a Yankees fan, but. People have said watch, it's watch the Yogi Bear. Watch the Yogi Bear. Um, oh my gosh! Are we back uh, on the Yogi Bear thing? Hey, Babu. Yeah. That's right. It's really good. All right. So, what's the best? Our, what's our, the best documentary you've ever seen? No, that's a good question. Actually, I just watched another documentary on Jonestown. Do you remember that? Was that like the Kool Aid thing? Yeah, the yeah in Guyana. That was just awful. The best documentary I've, I really actually, as I'm getting older, I really like documentaries. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Well, can you think about it now and answer the question, please? No, I can't. <laughs> I'll get to you later. Next I week, come back and find out what the best documentary that that Father Dave has ever watched. You know, I bet you people aren't even going to come next week. They're going to say, "I've had it with these guys." <laughs> if they've I'll hung with us this long. Yeah, I, I feel yeah, like yeah, somewhere yeah. somebody's just subscribed and it comes up on their loop and they're like, you know, it's only 30 minutes. I can live with it. Except for all the coughing. Um, Sorry. You sound like one I of the cast started, members of Les Mis that I just watched. I just started my second medication. Lovely uh, second. ladies. <laughs> that was obnoxious. That really was. If we could cut that out, I think we should. That's um, going to be the problem. No, I just read my, I've taken two doses, so I should be feeling better in a day or two. So of what? Good. Uh, antibiotic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, that's our sports. That's section one. We hope you loved it, folks. We did. And now for our Franciscan University promo. What can sourdough bread teach you about virtue? Find out in the autumn issue of Franciscan Magazine, which is now available online. In it, you can check out a firsthand account of a new course held in Austria this past summer and discover how two professors are on a mission to teach virtue, virtue formation through the art of bread making. 
You can also read about the impact of Steubenville Youth Conferences, catch up on the latest Franciscan University events, and browse a Christmas catalog filled with alumni-made gifts. To read Franciscan Magazine online, visit magazine.franciscan.edu. That's magazine.franciscan.edu. No slashes. That's just dots. That's really cool. That's actually a really cool class. So Bob the and I were talking, thing? and yeah, who does that? It really is. Uh, Brainsburger and um, uh, um, Brendan. So we're oh, wow. talking, and we talk about sports a lot because sports is a part of our life. But yes, we're also quite cultured, and obviously are Bob we? is Bob is in London for the show. So what did you see? And you do you love the theater? Is it something you like or? I love the theater. I, I was I was thinking to myself, the, one of the reasons I love theater in a similar way that I love sports, I, I am so impressed by human talent and especially yeah. the incredibly hard work it takes to be good. I mean, the, yeah, true. People are given some natural abilities. You think of like, again, a Victor Wembanyama, seven foot four. Okay. He's going to do well. But, you know, there was actually a guy for the Cavs who was 7'6". His name is Taco. We love Taco. He just couldn't make a shot <laughs> to save his yeah. life. Um, so you can be, you know, it, you have to do something with the gifts you're given. And whether it's sports or in theater, I love, you know, plays on Broadway or plays on the West End. Um, I mean, the folks that are on the stage, even like the weakest person is still in like the top one percent of dancers singers you know whoever it is and so i i just as some you know i was a a theater major in college so i love theater i love productions i love everything about it i i would i way prefer a play over a movie to be honest um just like i'd actually rather go see a live sporting event than see it on tv or see a concert than hear an album there's just something about the liveness of it and there's no editing there's no auto tuning it's just there and it and it's and it's great so yeah i absolutely love theater i took my um so i took my daughter there this weekend and i kind of gave her the gamut of what shows do you want to see and it's funny i see so many shows with my kids i kind of forget who hasn't seen what and i think i failed as a father until this weekend because she had never seen les miserables she had never seen uh, Phantom of the Opera. Um, I took her to see Hamilton when it came to Pittsburgh, and it was disappointing. And I was in the second balcony of the Benedum, and when I looked later, I actually compared the Benedum to the theater in New York where it plays. The Benedum is three times the size of the theater in New York. Um, and I was like, oh, that's why it wasn't that good, because I was so far away, you just couldn't see anything. Sometimes people, if you haven't gone to a Broadway show, many times people are surprised at how small the theaters are. They're meant to be very intimate. And I think especially a uh, play like Hamilton, there's not a lot of huge dramatic scenery. It's a lot just the actors and the singing and stuff like that. So uh, we got to see Hamilton, which was kind of ironic that we went to London to see Hamilton. Um, 
You know, in America, apparently when King George comes on stage, everybody boos. Nobody booed here in England. They actually mm. kind of liked the guy. So that was an, that was mm. an interesting twist. It's interesting. Uh, and then uh, just tonight we saw what I think is one of my favorite plays because it's so stupidly funny. It's called The Play That Goes Wrong. And it's kind of a West End success story of uh, uh, some college guys that wrote you know, that basically we're making fun of the, the famous play on West End, The Mousetrap, Agatha Christie's Mousetrap. And they just made a mockery of like a community theater production where everything breaks and falls apart and goes wrong. And it's, it's just really, really funny. If you're ever in the West End, check out the play that goes wrong. It, you'll just laugh a lot. And it's, it's great. But yeah, um, we just had an absolutely fantastic time. She had never seen Les Mis. We've talked about Les Mis in the podcast which is just one of the greatest things ever written, I think, in terms of musicals. And um, yeah, I remember one time we were we were in um, the friary with a bunch of friars, and I had gone and excuse <coughs> me, seen Les Mis with a bunch of students, and I was just talking about how much I enjoyed it and how beautiful it was, and yeah, just some of the beautiful meaning. And, and I, I agree with you, Bob. Going to a show is just. I mean, it sounds cheesy, but it's really kind of magical. I love to go yeah. there early and and literally hear them tune their instruments and yeah. the, you know getting ready. But one of the friars came up to me and he goes, he goes, he goes, I this is just blowing my mind. He goes, I never thought you would like anything like that. I thought you just like sports, which is kind of a weird comment, but yeah, I mean, obviously we both love sports, but. I, I grew up in a small town. You you grew up with theater around you, being in Chicago, but that was yeah. not my experience. When I was in Washington D.C. as a seminarian, there was uh, this thing at the at the at the theaters in in D.C. where you could go for ten dollars if you were if you were a student and you wanted to stand up and watch it. So yeah. I I literally went to everything. I mean, shows you've never heard of. I would just if I had a free evening or free weekend, I would go. And everything about it, I just. I fell in love with it. And the other is, I love, probably much like you, I love to take people to the show. I took a group of students again last, <coughs> excuse me, last spring to um, Les Miserables in Pittsburgh that was just mm. beautiful. Yeah. I remember one time, uh, again, I've been a, been able to go to Broadway shows a couple of times. Your your assessment about the theater is just so accurate. They're really small. You kind of you think Broadway these big theater. No, no, that's quite the opposite. And I took a niece and nephew uh, to Lion King there, and my nephew was maybe sixteen. I did not lose him. My niece was fourteen. Did not lose her either. Okay, but this it was is great. Funny. I mean, the fact that you have to mention Lion that King. says something. But keep yeah. going. Yeah, you you've seen Lion King on stage, yeah? Oh, it's amazing. Well, and that's just it. I mean, the you know the the animals come from the from the people. You know, they're in the midst right. of the crowd. Like it's a just, puppetry kind of vibe, and it's an it's yeah, incredible. Yeah, but it just and and I, w- I remember watching my niece and my nephew again, sixteen year old kid, and he was like he was five years old. He was just yeah. in awe of what was going on, and it was so so beautiful. The music was so wonderful. Lion King is a great show on stage. Oh, it's an incredible um, show. One of, the, one of the crazy times was uh, my mom and dad and I went to New York. This was like <coughs> the craziest day ever. My mom at the time liked the show Regis and Kelly. So we got up early. Went Who to doesn't? A, a taping, yeah, went to a taping of Regis and Kelly. 
Then we went to Mass at St. Patrick's, went to an afternoon showing of the producers, went to dinner at ESPN Sports Zone, and then went to an <laughs> evening presentation of Lion King. I mean, oh it was the longest, greatest, craziest day. But I just, yeah, my brother and I, for his birthday last year, went and saw Hamilton. It's just, I, I love the music. Like you said, there's, like I'll watch, I've watched Les Mis movie and the show, Yeah, I don't know how many times. But the play, it's still, to be there, like you said, to the talent, the giftedness, um, it's, just, it's just fantastic. Well, yeah. and what's really fun about seeing the plays, and you know, my daughter had an interesting experience with Hamilton, because she is obsessed with Hamilton, listened to the soundtrack all the time, watched the Disney Plus live show of it numerous times. Actually, and, the first time I watched it, it was at your house and she was there. Oh, is that right? Yeah, there you go. So, um, you know, the, the challenge is that, well, actually, what I think is great about theater is that they have a different actor, obviously. Well, maybe not obviously, but Lin-Manuel Miranda, who wrote the show and was the first Hamilton guy, is no longer there. And this is the West End anyway. I don't know if he ever did anything on the West End with it. Um, so the the person who played Hamilton, he was excellent, but he was about 6'2", um, you, you know, like he was one of the tallest guys yeah. on the stage. He, he was not Lin-Manuel Miranda. And what I appreciated is he didn't try to do a Lin-Manuel Miranda impersonation. He did it very, not very differently, but differently enough that it fit who he was. And my daughter and I had a conversation in the middle of, you know, in the intermission, and she was like, I don't know if I like him. I said, well... I said, one of the fun things about seeing a live show is seeing how other actors take the role and do something different with it. And at the end, she said, I'm really glad you said that because then I really appreciated it better. And that is what's fun about it. You, know, you don't want to get locked into, oh, this is how this role has to be or this actor has to be. When you see a show a few times with different cast members, you just have a better appreciation of the different ways you can make the role your own while still keeping uh, you know with the vibe of of what's going on and i know friends in new york and anytime the cast changes over they'll go and re-see the show like they they want to see ooh i wonder how this person takes on this role and you know does this other thing and again that's part of that's the beauty of theater is that you really see these actors Use their skills in different ways, you know, take, you know, do different takes. They're not trying to mimic each other. They're not trying to do something radically new, but yeah, it's, it's just part of the, the coolness, I think, of, of, yeah, the first, the, the guy who did, uh, Jean Valjean originally was Cole Montgomery. And then he did, he opened it in London and opened it in New York as well. So he was like the only people, person, everybody who was, listening to soundtrack, whether it be London or whether it be right. New York, it was the same individual. So when people began to take his place, they were like, ah, we're not so sure what we think right. about this guy. But, Similar thing with Michael like, Crawford, who was the original Phantom of yeah. the Opera. And he was brilliant. Yeah. You're right. And well, all the soundtracks and did everything. <laughs> but I actually would say that what surprised me is this weekend, I was, I was excited to see Les Mis. I hadn't seen Les Mis on stage in a really long time. And I was excited to see Hamilton in a smaller venue, which was awesome. And my daughter, as I mentioned, hadn't seen Phantom. And I thought, eh, okay, I'll go see Phantom with her because it's kind of a classic thing. I was blown away by Phantom. Like the performances, the staging. Again, I've, I've seen it. 
I know I've taken at least Bobby and Ellie to see Phantom, but maybe it was where we were sitting. Maybe it was because it was the West End. My goodness. It just just blew you away. I mean, it's just, again, like going back to what I was saying earlier, like to see the artistry, to see the set design, the lighting design, the actors and actresses, the the orchestra, it's incredible. So um, the, the final part of my daughter's, 15th birthday, I guess it's bleeding into the 16th birthday, and I've never seen something like this. We're going to Heinz Hall, and uh, we're going to see the Muppet Christmas Carol with the, Pins- the, with the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra playing live the music behind it. I'll let you know how that goes. I'm really excited about it, actually. There, that kind of Have you heard about this? Like, they do this with a number of movies. They're like a live orchestration to the movie. Um, no, I have not heard of that. <laughs> well, they did it with, like, Star Wars. They do it with some, like, other big things, and so... Um, I look forward to hearing how that one turns out. You're just jealous. Yeah. That but even the symphony, that's one of the things I really enjoyed about being in D.C. I went... To the symphony multiple times. I went to Handel's Messiah, which was just... Oh, my gosh. I bet that was amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, you just close your eyes. It's just... It's really, really beautiful. That's one of the, that's one of the things I loved about living in Europe was even, you know, some of the very smaller shows, just... There's a one coffee house that I go to in Vienna that sometimes there'll be just somebody in the corner with a violin. It's just gorgeous. It's so humanizing. It's really, really beautiful. Yeah. So that's great. So you come home when? Tomorrow. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. I'm home tomorrow because I'm, you know, back teaching classes right away. So, can't um, wait to see you, Bob. I just miss you so terribly. Oh, I don't want to see you until you're like healthy. I know. Well, we're probably not going to. I, I, I leave on Wednesday, and I've got probably my longest traveling. It's all in the states, but just multiple visits, talks. Yeah, probably in the next week. 10 different events so but then when i get home i get to be home for quite a while so when do you get back home uh the sunday before thanksgiving oh my gosh okay so we'll probably if we do it next week we'll be distance again yeah yeah which is good because i need to do shopping for thanksgiving but we'll hold (laughs) off on that because that's another very important topic that's a whole other thing but you know what i just want to say to all the listeners how much we love doing this podcast and even though it's it's Almost midnight my time. <laughs> but, you know, there's times that Dave's in Europe. Um, we love you guys. We love the fact that you listen to this podcast and are blessed by it. And we love talking to each other. And so we're just, uh, it's always a little bit crazy on one or the other end to make sure these things happen. But we do it because it's awesome. And uh, we're grateful for all the feedback you give us. And we're grateful that you listen to this podcast. And uh, it's just fun to have you be part of our friendship and this part of uh, part of our conversation with stuff. So, yeah, Bobby, it's it's a great blessing. Again, sometimes I wonder. Um, you know, it's funny. We we joke about you know people. Does anybody listen? And granted, we're not we're not going to take take down Joe Rogan. I, I'm going to be surprised <laughs> if we ever take Joe Rogan. But honestly, everywhere I go, somebody will come up to me and they say, "We just appreciate it. We appreciate that." For a moment or two, we just kind of get into your guys' world and, and we get to laugh. And so it's it's just a blessing. So, yeah, just to be able to share the time with, with each other, but then also with everybody who listens is a great blessing. Yeah, amen. All right. So, 
Travel well, home. Tell your tell your daughter hello if she can't hear me. Tell her I said hello. Yeah, you got it. She's in, she's on the other end of the hotel room right now, and she was okay. rolling right. her eyes at me when I was talking about her. So, indeed, indeed, indeed. Well, Lord, we ask your continued blessing upon us. Uh, watch over Bob as he travels home, uh, bringing he and his daughter home safely. We just trust in your providence and your care for us. We thank you for the giftedness of humanity, uh, whether it be sports or the arts. You've just uh, done wonderful things in, in, in your people. So we just bless you and thank you for that. Watch over and keep all of our listeners safe. May the Lord bless them, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. See you, thank you, Father Dave. And thank you all again for listening. You can shoot us an email, a prayer request. Uh, at hope at franciscan.edu that's hope at franciscan.edu <laughs> that was a very that was a great delay